a great idea and they just need money to take to get these inventions to fruition. So the government actually... You're listening to The Right Club Podcast, where the focus is all about helping you grow your real estate investment portfolio and live the life you want to live. Come grow with us and join our community at therightclub.com. And now your hosts, Sarah Larby and Alfonso Salemi. Hey, Right Club Nation, it is Sarah Larby here. And before we get started, I wanted to ask you a quick question. Have you checked out The Rock yet? Well, that's our Right Club online community. It's a place where you can find your real estate investing and business answers and network with like-minded people. And we've got interactive forums, all the podcast episodes, hours of videos, a wide range of real estate investing training and education tons of great information it's free to join be sure to come grow with us at therightclub.com now on with the podcast hello right club nation i'm laurel simmons and i'm your co-host for the uh, right club podcast today and with me is a special guest host daniel saint jean hi daniel hello how are you guys doing well we're all doing well and um we have a great guest today we have Steve Blazyak of Pinnacle Wealth, and he's going to be talking about um, alternative investing. We all know that th we know that you are real estate investors are interested in real estate investing, but Steve has another option for you. And we always like to provide um, the the members of the Right Club Nation with with other options because hey, it's all about. Uh, exploring your options, about finding out what's going on and and growing your wealth in many, many, many ways. But before we go to the um, before we go to the actual interview, Danielle, let's talk a little bit about what's happening at the Right Club. So guess what? Our website is is out there, our online community, we would be so grateful if you went in there and signed up. It's free, folks. It's free. TheRightClub.com. T-H-E-R-E-I-T-E-C-L-U-B.com. Just go sign up. You'll find forums and webinars and podcasts. And marketplace. Market, well, the marketplace is coming. All kinds of things are coming. So um, just get in there, start making connections, talk to people, and uh, hey, We'll, we'll have a, everybody's having a great time on the website and don't forget to check for our um, upcoming events. So shall we go to the interview? Grandpa Steve, yes. With Grandpa Steve. Yeah, you got to stay <laughs> to the end and find out how, what we talked about Grandpa Steve. All right, here we go. Welcome, Steve, to the Right Club podcast. How are you doing? I'm doing extremely well. Thank you very much. And you guys? We're doing wonderful. Yes, we yes. are. So we're going to get right into it. So Steve, what's alternative investing all about? Well, that's a wide, wide, wide question. But you know, to, to sort of speak to it uh, in that broad sense, what the Right Club stands for is alternative investing, right? Real estate is alternative investing. Second mortgages are alternative investing. Um, so what uh, what I represent is something very much more specific, and um, I guess the main difference is uh, the investments that I offer are regulated by Ontario Securities Commission. That's the biggest difference. But we're all alternative investors. We're all entrepreneurs. We're all out of the box thinkers. 
Um, and and um, so this space is, is known as alternative space, as opposed to taking your hard-earned money, walking into the bank and handing it over to the bank manager and saying, put that in your best mutual fund. That's on the public stock market. So these are private uh, alternative investments that we're talking about here today. So before we go into you know a little more detail on that, why don't you just tell us like how long have you been working in this field and and you know when did you start and why did you even decide to do this? Laurel, I love that question. Um, so I, I'm a very hands-on person, and uh, I turned fifty uh, a few years ago. And when I did, I kind of took that, <laughs> I like that laugh. Nobody can see you smiling there, Daniel, but uh, um, I, I like that because uh, this is the path that I went down and I looked at my, my portfolio and uh, I'm thinking I'm not going to be, I'm not going to be retiring on that, that uh, amount of money that I've got, uh, me and my wife have in our portfolio. So I started doing some small investments, um, taking charge of my, I had a Lira and an RSP. Uh, I had, did not have a tax-free savings account at the time. So I took charge of that and I started self-directing it until literally I stumbled over some investments uh, called the exempt market. Uh, and, and again, alternative investments mean the same sort of market where, uh, where, where you take charge of your own investments. And so I started looking into this. I did an investment and I thought, wow, I, I love how passive it is, yet it's very simple to understand because some of it's based upon real estate principles. I grew to love it so much that uh, I decided to get my license, which yes, you have to go to Ontario Securities Commission and have a, a specific license to talk to people about these alternative investments. Um, and I just kept on going from there. And, and, and to date, I've been in this business for uh, five years. Um, uh, I am a financial advisor as well as a, um, uh, I work with these uh, um, alternative investments. We do look at your entire portfolio when we're talking about whether you have uh, room to do these kind of investments or whether uh, these investments are suitable for you. But basically out, out of passion, uh, I'm here now and uh, semi-retired, but still supporting uh, people just to know that this space exists, this alternative investing, passive investing space exists. Well, that, that brings an interesting question. Actually, it's almost like uh, you walk right into that one there, Steve. So how come most people have not heard about that type of investing before? Yeah, well, private, private investing has been around forever. Second mortgages or you lending money to your neighbor because they're starting up a business. That's all sort of alternative investing. But what 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 happened in this space is back in 2011, the government realized that it's there, there's no rules, there's no regulations. Anybody could stand on the street corner and say, oh, um, I'm raising money for a $100 million project and just start collecting money from people. So the government put strict rules and regulations in place back in 2011. Um, and, and in Ontario, we did not adopt those rules until 2016. So a mere four plus years ago is when Ontarians were finally allowed to start investing in this space with registered money and cash. So um, it, it hasn't been around for in this shape, in this form, it hasn't been around. And uh, that's probably the biggest reason why people haven't heard of it. And also, if you walk into your bank, banks don't support alternative um, lending or alternative investments. Yeah. So they, um, 
you know, you go in to talk to your bank manager and, and if you're asking him what to do with your money, he wouldn't steer you in this direction because that's not part of his portfolio of items that he's allowed to uh, sell you. Well, yeah, the banks don't have those products. They don't offer those products. So exactly. This is, this is an alternative set of products that you offer uh, the savvy investor so that they can diversify and, and they have options as to what they want to do with their money, whether it's yeah. real estate or, the, or they, they put some money in with you. And just because it's with you doesn't necessarily mean it's not with real estate. And I think there was a double right. negative there, but it could be. <laughs> but we understand what you're saying. <laughs> but it could be like a syndicated mortgage, right? A large syndicated right. mortgage. Yeah. And it could be directly into real estate. Um, there, there's um, a couple of funds that we have that you're buying apartment buildings or buying industrial plazas. Um, absolutely. And, and you uh, have direct ownership in the company that owns that piece of property. So it's, 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 it, yeah, it's a, it's a very uh, um, uh, newer way of investing your money with the same ideals, values, and principles that most entrepreneurs have, which is like, like I said, don't just pass your money off into, uh, into the bank or to somebody else's hands that you're not sure where they're investing or what a mutual fund is. This is direct investment into real estate or other businesses uh, in, on a very passive side. So you're not getting involved with a business. You're not going to be asked for more money um, if, if there's more money needed. Um, you are literally putting your money in for a set term and you're going to get a return at the end of that uh, term. Steve, I need to ask you a clarification on something because you said that um, Ontarians since 2016 can invest in that type of market. It was possible for somebody before to do that for a long, long, long time. If you were Mr. Molson, for example, and you had some really big financial advisor, they would be investing in that type of market. But what was the difference between before 2016 and now? Uh, well, the rest of Ontario, sorry, the rest of Canada uh, began under the new rules and regulations back in 2011. And uh, basically, Ontario Securities Commission observed how those rules and regulations affected raising uh, capital in those provinces. Then five years later, Ontario Securities Commission looked, was happy with what they saw. They said, we'll make sure that these rules and regulations are implemented for Ontario companies and then flick the switch for regular Ontarians to start investing into this alternative space. And now anybody can invest for even for a minimum of $5,000. Uh, and you can invest with your RSP, your Liras, your tax-free savings accounts, any, any registered funds. That's where I was going with my question. You can, because before those dates that you name, you could invest in these markets, but you had to be, what's, what's the... Was it an accredited investor? Accredited, that's correct. There you yeah. go. So, so it was possible to do this. I wanted to bring this up because somebody might say, what is he talking about? My right. father was investing in these things 10 years ago. Yes, but that's because your father was rich and he was a, like, an accredited investor. Accredited, yes. There were different. Now you can, like you say, pretty much anybody can do it with as, much, as little as 5,000 bucks. Correct, Mundo. Thank you for the yeah. clarification, Daniel. Yes, yes. Okay. So is it... Um, you're licensed in Ontario. Can somebody right. who has funds, say, in any other province or territory in Canada invest with you? Or do they have to, to go into in their, their own province? Yeah, so I have associates right across Canada. There's approximately uh, 120 uh, pinnacle uh, reps like myself. Uh, this just happened to me very recently where somebody called me from Quebec. And um, I, I simply would just steer them on to the Quebec rep 
who then rolled up the red carpet and took the gentleman's uh, investment. Yes. And now we're going to take a quick break to hear from one of our sponsors. Right, Club Nation, let's take a quick minute here to meet our sponsor for the week, Blackjack Contracting. They've been serving Niagara, Hamilton, and Brantford areas, and for the past three years, becoming the area's largest basement suite renovation specialist. That's right, and Blackjack works with real estate investors, both new and experienced, converting single-family homes into multiple legal suites and renovating properties to achieve their maximum potential and value. Absolutely. And they've completed over 100 units from Brantford to Niagara Falls and everywhere in between. They handle everything from permitting and design to final cleaning before you list your rentals. And they also have fully licensed electrical contractors certified with the ESA and take jobs of all sizes. Make sure to check them out at blackjackcontractinginc.ca and also follow them on social media at blackjackcontractinginc. And they say investing can sometimes feel like the biggest gamble of your life. But when you have blackjack on your side, the house always wins. So now back to the podcast. And now back to the show. Okay. And what about risk? Like, you know, everybody's, well, people are always concerned about risk. Like, well, how do I know, A, I'm going to get my interest or whatever it is, my return. And B, am I going to get my money back? Right. And and that is that is one of the questions that I go over with a fine tooth comb. It's very important that people understand what the risk is. And first of all, let's define the word risk. All right. A lot of people feel that risk means that I'll lose my money or I won't get my interest. All right. Um, Now, uh, let's just address that for a second. Uh, In in, uh, all the situations that we have, all the offerings we have on our shelf, let's talk about the real estate offerings. Um, So when you buy a house let's say you buy your next door neighbor's house you fixed it up and you rented it out is there a possibility that you could lose all your money in that investment venture it's tough isn't it it'd be very very challenging for you to lose all your money um let's face it if you were a horrible landlord or you didn't rent it you didn't cut the grass and and the city was all over you uh at worst you'd sell it at a loss and you'd lose money all right so the, the chances of losing all your money in these type of investments where you're investing into bricks and mortar or investing into equity or investing into uh, products or services that are established, chances are fairly low that you'll lose all your money. All right. Now, no risk. I mean, sorry, no investment at all is guaranteed ever. So we have to understand that risk is plausible. But let's address risk in a different way. Um, so the way that Ontario Securities uh, likes to look at risk is how liquid the investment is. So if an investment is liquid, like you've invested into cash, um, silly investment, isn't that? But some people have cash or if you invested into um, like an open GIC, um, uh, anything like that, a stock, you buy a stock, you can sell it tomorrow. We consider that, or Ontario Securities considers that very liquid, and therefore they say the risk is low. On the opposite side, when you invest into real estate, believe it or not, they call that a risky investment. Because if you need your money quickly, you can't get it. You, if you'd have to sell that, your, that house that you bought that you're beside you where you live, you have to put it up for sale. And then, you know, who knows? It could take, you know, two, three, four months before you get your money. So that's very important that we Sorry, I, I just want to clarify that. So in other words, yeah. what you're saying is that the way Ontario looks at risk is 
it's not the the product itself it's it's the the ability to liquidate the asset that yeah. you've bought to turn it back into cash and the longer correct. that period is they say that makes it the, the riskier it is is that correct 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 Excellent way to put it. So therefore, that's why when we sit down, when I sit down with my clients, we take a look at their entire portfolio. This is very important that they have access to liquid cash immediately. So cash in the bank, line of credit, credit, uh, their line on your uh, credit card, some access to immediate cash. And then your portfolio should have maybe some medium term stuff, maybe, I don't know, a mutual fund, uh, maybe if you lent uh, money on a second mortgage that's bringing in income. Uh, and that's sort of like the medium hold stuff. And then you have the longer term hold. Uh, and that's one of the reasons that I really favor using people's RSP money or Lira money, because they've dedicated that money so they don't want to touch it for at least five years. When you look at their entire portfolio, they've got, um, you know, very short term cash stuff, medium term stuff and long term stuff. That is a well-balanced portfolio. And that's what we're striving to, to talk to people about is to look at your portfolio in its entirety and have short term, medium term, long term stuff. And yes, the long term by Ontario security standards would be more risky because it's not as liquid. But you've addressed that by having cash on hand. Okay. Which is why when you meet with a client, you don't automatically immediately assume that this product is going to be what they want. You need to see what they have because if they already have cash in the bank, if they already have a line of credit, then you can immediately suggest something long-term because they already have addressed the part about yeah. immediate cash. But if they don't, then it could be a different product altogether that you're going to be suggesting. Yes. Daniel, we, we have 21 opportunities on our shelf. And all 21 are different. So some of them are very short term. Some of them are long term. Um, some of them pay monthly. Some of them pay quarterly. Some of them don't pay until the very end. So it all depends. You're absolutely right on what the client needs for this particular investment as to where that investment is going to be placed. So, so you offer a really, really personal service. Correct. Yeah. Uh, I mean, if it wasn't for COVID, we'd be sitting at your kitchen table right now. Absolutely. And we'd be going through uh, your needs, your wants, your desires, your past experiences in investing. And, and then from there, I would open up my computer and make suggestions, two or three or four suggestions of different companies where you could invest your money and why I feel that they fit in to what you're looking for. And then you get in your car, you drive down the street to somebody else, and what you're going to show them on a computer will be completely different than you did for the first time. Okay, very, very personal. Can you, go. Can you yeah. give us some examples of, and we don't need specifics, but, and I know this is maybe not a fair question, but I'm going to ask it anyway, because uh, <laughs> I'm the host. <laughs> um, can you give us just some examples of what type, like type of investments that people could maybe, maybe one short term and a medium term and a long term, just to give people an idea? Absolutely. I, I, that's a great and fair question. So um, one of the things that I love to, to make sure a portfolio possesses, even in the long term stuff, is diversification. And I know most of the people probably listening to this podcast um, uh, are real estate lovers and, and may even have one or two or five or 10 real estate properties in their portfolio. So what one of the things I do like to 
talk about is diversification. Again, God forbid, what happens if something horrible happened to the real estate industry? Uh, you didn't. You don't want all your eggs in one basket. So one of the one of the uh, products that I like to diversify with is called OKR. It stands for Old Kent Road. It doesn't really mean anything, but it's uh, simply an entrepreneur who partners, believe it or not, with the Canadian government. With uh, and the Canadian government gives out a uh, entrepreneurs who are working, striving for inventions and have um, a, 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 a great idea. Uh, and they just need money to take to get these inventions to fruition. So the government actually, if you qualify for these type of credits, will actually give you specific money to cover specific things uh, that you are inventing. All right, like uh, all the materials that you're inventing. Uh, or if you're, okay, a good example is BlackBerry. Everybody remembers BlackBerry. BlackBerry uh, was a shred recipient, all right? And, and again, without getting into too many details, Obviously, when you're dealing with the government, things take a long time to come to get your money back. So these poor shred companies, if they're small and they were taking money out of their own pocket, they would have to apply to the shred uh, government uh, to get the, the, the credits back. But that could take six months to get your money back from the government. So now you've been out of pocket, let's just say, for a year, year and a half. It's very difficult to, to survive. So what this company, OKR, does is bridge between the Canadian government and the small company that has this new innovation. And they basically, the company that has new innovation signs over the shred credit to OKR. OKR will lend up to 60% of um, the money that is owed to them by the shred company. And so, okay, uh, $100,000 um, the shred is, is uh, handed over to OKR. OKR hands them $60,000. And then 90 days later, the government pays OKR for that shred. And then OKR gives the rest of the money, whatever is due, back to that company. Uh, and, and basically, they make money on uh, charging high interest. And, and I, I remember, it, it may sound high, like 24% a year, but the company are only borrowing it uh, for a very short period of time. So, so that, that's one of uh, sort of diversification companies. Uh, listen, I'm, I'm not probably not doing it justice uh, when I sort of skim over the top of the company like that. <clears throat> There's much, much more to know about the company uh, and, and, and the brilliant founders. Um, so, but if I'm just giving you an example of a diversification um, out of, uh, away, from, uh, away from real estate. And now we're going to take a quick break to hear from one of our sponsors. Hey, Right Club Nation, it's Sarah here. I wanted to take a moment and talk to you about private money for mortgages. As you've been building your real estate team, it is critical that you have a good source of private money, both for borrowing, but also to lend out should you want to make more money on your money. Have you been perhaps turned down for a mortgage or reached your max capacity in your borrowing power? Or are you buying distressed properties to burr or to flip that may not initially qualify with a regular bank type of lender? Or maybe on the other hand, you have money that you wanted to loan out on your terms rather than making the measly percentages that the banks are offering you. Well, Private Money for Mortgages is actually a boutique mortgage brokerage that specializes in private mortgages for both borrowers and lenders. 
And Susan has over 25 years of experience in real estate investing and her brokerage specializes in connecting borrowers and lenders to one another. And she's got many solutions for you. She says, when the bank says no, we say yes. So reach out at one 800 9320437 or 519-342-7295 or visit privatemoneyformortgages.com and that's the number four. Right Club Nation, remember as you build your real estate portfolio, chances are you will come to a point where bank-funded mortgages are no longer an easy option. Or you may need a short-term loan for a first mortgage for a flip or a burr or maybe a second mortgage to consolidate debt that is when they can help by providing different types of solutions. And also as a bonus offer, Susan said, mention this podcast when you connect with her and her team, and they will cover the cost of an appraisal for you to a maximum of $500. So either call at 1-800-932-0437 or 519-342-7295 or the website privatemoneyformortgages.com. And now back to the show. So would you uh, call that like a short term or a medium term? Well, so they have two funds. One is a six month minimum. So you put your money in there for six months or more and you can earn around 9% on your funds. And then there's a long-term hold, that's a five-year hold that you can earn up to about 12% on your money. All right. And that's paid quarterly. And um, they've been around for many years, never missed a payment. Uh, the fund is now worth approximately $60 million. So they've really got their, their, their wheels turning and they're doing extremely well. As a matter of fact, because a lot of people are wondering, what about COVID? Aren't, isn't COVID affecting these companies? The Canadian government actually increased the amount of shreds, shred credits that they're handing out to these entrepreneur companies because they don't want them to stop. So they're actually throwing out wider net, throwing out more money during COVID. So that's yeah, an example of a, I guess, of, of a short term and a long term because they have the two funds. Uh, but, it, but it does show excellent diversification. Another excellent diversification, again, I won't go into the particulars, but we're supporting a cannabis fund. Uh, um, a, a gentleman is, has incredible connections in the cannabis field, and it's not just growing or smoking or recreational. Um, he, has, uh, he owns part of a company that um, produces special seeds, for instance, or another company that is a retailer, um, um, and, and he does own a, a couple of grow-ups and, and this kind of stuff. And the general premise is these are starter-up companies, small to medium companies that are going to get IPO'd. So they're going for the uh, initial public offering to get on the stock market. And um, if anybody knows IPOs, typically when a company comes out at a dollar, it's usually goes up to two, two fifty, three dollars And he gets warrants to buy at whatever price it is selling at, but he gets warrants to buy at 75 cents as an example. So again, another excellent, excellent diversification company. And um, it's, it, um, he's been doing this for over three years now, double better than double digit returns. It's just incredible the returns that he's having um, with, with the cannabis industry. And um, some of and, you, sorry, go ahead, go ahead. I was just gonna say, and then the third one, um, we have real estate. So there's either low rise, like three story apartment buildings, uh, that that uh, the one fund is buying, another fund is buying high-rise um, um, uh, Class A buildings, 
Um, another fund is buying industrial buildings. Uh, and and uh, a fourth fund is buying commercial properties. So there is a huge diversification in and around the, um, the real estate business. I remember, uh, it wasn't that long ago, um, what is it, two, three, four years ago, we were, you were talking about um, uh, was it storage facilities in downtown yeah. Vancouver and, you know, yes. um, car washes. Yeah, I mean, there's all kinds of stuff, isn't there? Yes, there is. And I wish I could talk about the uh, car wash self storages, um, which, by the way, they they on paper doubled in value. So anybody who invested is doing extremely well there. Uh, they they uh, uh, have done for in the middle of doing four, uh, two are open and operating. One is under construction and the fourth one, they just finished funding. So hopefully they can find a fifth property and, and, and continue to raise, but that fund is closed for now. Well, so, you know, <laughs> you lose, you lose, right? <laughs> well, let's plant these seeds and let's get people to understand uh, and, 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 and ready to invest uh, because when opportunities like that do come up, they're fairly short lived. Yes. Okay, Steve. There was uh, in in a conversation one time at the Right Club. Um, I overheard you say to somebody that they should be thinking about a pension style portfolio. And then we yep. the break was over, and I could never ask you what that is. What is it? All right, that's that, that's the, um, the, the the basis that we are building people's portfolio. Um, let me give you a little bit of history. Um, so 20 years ago, or let's take the best pension plan that I have ever seen in my life, which is Ontario Teachers Pension Plan. They have oh, incredible, incredible pension. And uh, so 20 years ago, if you looked at their entire portfolio, approximately 3% was in something called private equity or these alternative investments. And 97% were out in the stock market. But the problem was that the stock market fluctuates so much. And that pension needs stability because that pension needs to, to produce monthly money to pay the teachers' pensions, to pay the teachers' retired teachers' pensions. So they found that you know, when the stock market's up, woohoo, they're doing phenomenal. Uh, but when the stock market was down and they needed some cash and they had to sell, they were selling underwater. That's not a good thing. So they were trying to stabilize their portfolio. And what they found was when they invest into real estate, and it, again, a lot of times teachers pension plan doesn't actually physically go out and buy a, a building. They buy with partners. They buy with an entrepreneur that has a building, maybe needs some cash or needs the mortgage. And that's the teacher's uh, pension plan is that's the money half. So now they're, let's say they're 50, 50 partners or whatever the case may be, but that is a alternative investment. So the teachers found, yeah, investing into real estate or shred credits or the cannabis industry, whatever, when, when you do it properly, the, it basically, it just, the profits grow, 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 grow. There's no downfall. There's no downstroke to that. So the, the, today, uh, as an example, teacher's pension plan has about 55% of their billions of dollars portfolio is in private equity space. And, and so this has really stabilized their income. And uh, in 20, I think it was 2019, they returned 18% on their billions of dollar portfolio, 18% return. Wow. And, and, and so when, when you extrapolate that thought and, and when you say, well, I want my 
portfolio to look like that as well. Here's where I come in, because I know that uh, people listening to this are excellent and entrepreneurs, understand out-of-the-box thinking, and probably have um, a piece of real estate two or three, right? And no doubt they have cash, no doubt they, they've got, so they've got all that taken care of, but what they need is diversification. And that's where I come in, and, and I can add to that private equity space and diversify them away perhaps from real estate or keep them into real estate or whatever. But this portfolio that we're striving to, to create mimics that teacher's pension plan that is powerful, that's stable, and that's built on solid foundation. That's how uh, we should have everybody's portfolio that's listening to this. But, and yet, as you say, people who already have, have invested in real estate, that, that's a good um, another um, investment vehicle for them. But I, I challenge you in that too and say that, you know, there are a lot of people out there who maybe don't have, an, have um, invested in their first property. I mean, there's yep. nothing to say that they're not, you know, and it's even younger people, right? Yep. Like, I really wish, I wish, you know, the Laurel of now, if she, yes. if she knew, now, no, knew then what she knows now, about 21 years old and went back and, oh my God, <laughs> like, I'd be, no, I wouldn't even be talking to you. I'd own a Caribbean. <laughs> <laughs> like, Dream that. big, girl. Go big. <laughs> I love it. Own one. I wouldn't care. <laughs> <laughs> You can talk about it. But I don't care. I own my own island. I don't care. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> so, so you're, and, and by the way, you know, it's never too late to start something. Never, oh, right? So like we say in the real yeah. estate world, right? The best time yeah. to invest in real estate was 20 years ago. Years ago. The best time, the second best time is today. Now, exactly. Yeah, right now. So that's, exactly. that's just the way it is. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So, and, and, and whether it's true, whether you have 100 properties or don't even have a property, this is still a place to consider maybe getting your foot wet because it is a passive real estate investment uh, or not. I mean, it's, it, I think the best thing to understand is to have a conversation. Find out where, uh, to the people who are listening to this, have a conversation with someone uh, like myself that, that, that sort of looks at the big picture and, and, and can poke things and say, well, what if, and what, what about diversification? Where's your balance? I think that's probably the, the, the best advice that anybody could take from this podcast. Yeah. Okay. That's good. So Steve, we have, a, there's another burning question because I know people are thinking it. So how does Steve get paid? Like, you know, that's great. You give advice, but you know what, how does Steve get paid? People want to know. Yeah. So uh, there, there's many people like me uh, that, um, th that would sit down and do a big, huge detailed financial plan. All right. And they would charge you for that. Uh, and, and whether they hand it over to you and say goodbye or whether now they're going to coach you more money out the door that you're going to pay them. Because I work with Pinnacle and Pinnacle is like a broker, uh, picture Century 21 Remax as brokers. That's who Pinnacle is in the investment world. So we sort of search out and, and look for the cream of the crop investments. We do the deep dive on making sure all the T's are crossed, I's are dotted. Um, and, and, and so we are a middleman and I'm like a real estate agent uh, and, and I'm a an, uh, financial advisor um, dealing rep. Um, so I go and I meet with the uh, clients and I steer them in the direction to the investments. So Pinnacle charges the company a marketing fee that we're raising the money for. So it does not come out of your pocket. If you invest $10,000, the full $10,000 goes into your investment. It's the company that's paying us a marketing fee to go out and promote that company and raise money for that company. 
Okay, so that's a for uh, for the consumer. It, that's a good model because they're not um, those those fees uh, those management fees can really add up, can't they? On a on an investment with a mortgage or a mutual fund or yeah. whatever it is, like, and that's a lot of people don't realize how much money they yeah. can actually can be drained out of their their accounts. There um, are some yes, Steve. Go ahead. Something important that you said there, um, cream of the crop, because uh, I heard you also say to somebody else one time that uh, while you have 21 products on the shelf, how many people, those 21, how many people or companies or businesses have applied to, so that to get you down to 21? Yeah, I think the last time that I was talking to Darvina, the, the um, owner and CEO of Pinnacle, uh, that it was 2018 that 480 companies applied to uh, for us to raise money for them, and only four companies made it onto our shelf. Wow. So thank you for picking up on that, Daniel. Like, there, Let's face it, there's tons of opportunities out there. Basically, what our job, Pinnacle's job to, is to do is to police all those different opportunities, grab the cream of the crop, make sure that we're not duplicating them on our shelf. And then we offer them to the general public. Wow. wow. Yeah. We're like teaming up with you. So in, 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 in a word here is that instead of me going out to 400 companies to find out you do that. And then whatever you send me, you're saving me a lot of work. You know, I, I, I've got a neat analogy. I'll take 30 seconds to say this. You guys are extremely busy and you need a new car. Okay. So uh, you say, okay, we sit down and we talk about what do you need? You, you need four wheels. You need a steering wheel. You'd like an AM FM radio, but by the way, I'd like it to be convertible and I don't want it to be red. Really. It has to be, has to be red and convertible. Um, and, and there you go, Steve. So I go off to a, a lot with 500 cars and I eliminate all the other cars, the red, I mean, the white ones, the black ones, green ones. And I go look at the red ones and I, I find there's uh, 50 red cars. And then I go kick the tires of these 50 red cars. And until I come down and figure out, here's three awesome red cars convertible that you should look at. So yeah, that, and, and, and then you go do your test drive. Uh, you say, I like that one. And then I do all the paperwork and I buy that car for you. So that's in the big picture how this this works. But I love that uh, car analogy because everybody owns cars. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. Cars. So you know what? We could talk about this for hours, but it's yeah. time for the lightning round. You ready? All righty. All yes, right. ma'am. Right. So we're going to ask you four questions, and I'm going to ask you the first one. This week's lightning round is brought to you by Butler Mortgages, Canada's number one mortgage brokerage three years in a row. If you need a great mortgage broker to help you with investing in real estate or to help you purchase your next home, reach out to Daniel Patton and Michael Zanzini from Butler Mortgages. You can do that by calling 905-569-8326 or toll free at one 888 and check out their website, butlermortgages.com or by email daniel.patton at butlermortgages.com or michael.zanzini at butlermortgages.com. And let's go to the lightning round. So what is the best advice you've ever received from another investor or at a network event? What's the best advice you've ever received? Yeah, it, it's to um, to talk, talk to people. Uh, that, that's the best advice. Uh, don't think that you could do it by yourself. Um, and, and, you know, you're an, probably really, really, really good at something. Uh, one thing. I know I'm really, really passionate about this kind of stuff. But my 
let's say I want to know more about rent to owns, which by the way, I did. And Daniel, you were so kind to uh, walk me through and you, we came close so many times. Um, so that you're the expert that I go to. And if I didn't talk about it, let's just, I wouldn't have been, I wouldn't have gotten anywhere. So to me, it's very important that people just talk and communicate and by the way, I know you, another question is going to be about the Red Club, but I'll just answer that right now. That's what I love about you guys. You guys have such a diverse crowd and they're all enthusiastic. They all love to talk, to communicate, and they're all there to learn. So um, that's what I love about the Red Club and, because it fits right in with what I love, um, I, you know, getting out there and connecting with people. Yeah, they're all, they're all there to learn, but a lot of them are also there to teach. So in other words, if you, if you, whether you want to be a student or you want to be a teacher, there's a, there's a spot for you at the right club. So my question number two, what yes. is your favorite resource for real estate investing? Anything like book training, person, event? What, what's your favorite resource to learn about <laughs> real estate investing? That's such an easy question because and i mean this from the bottom of my heart you know um I, i'm not a huge clubby guy um i i belong to different investment clubs but i loved coming out to your club every once uh, a month on wednesday nights so that's my answer is the the my i know come on it's true you know that i'm not making that up okay. well thank you all right question number three so see what do you what is the attribute the one attribute that has made you the most successful if you had to pick one well, what is it i'm i'm going to say personable that's leave it at that i i'm i love to know about people i love to interact with people uh and and um yeah so it's my my one trait that i throw on the table right now is I'm personable and I'm dying to get outside and meet people. <laughs> Very easy to talk to. That's that's really good. All right. Okay. I'm going to add one more thing to that though, Steve. Sorry, but I know some of your clients, right? And here's what they would say. You care about the people you work with. Yeah. Thank you, Daniel. I, I appreciate you saying that. Last question. What do you typically do on a Sunday morning? I've got grandkids. <laughs> we yes, yeah, I have two two grandchildren, and uh, so Saturday nights, either Friday or Saturday night, is their sleepover night. And so let's say it was Saturday night. Well, Sunday morning is breakfast, pancakes, um, out to the park. Um, yeah, no, I, I love my family. I love spending time with my family. And now that my grandkids are, well, one is four and the other one's one. But uh, I mean, I love them both, and you can talk with them like little human beings and, and <laughs> why wow, it's, it, it's a blast. So uh, love family and, and love those kids. Okay. That's great. So Steve, where can people reach you? How can they uh, reach you? Um, do I just say it? Like people would write it, it down. It. We'll, we'll, oh. We will okay. be letting people know, but you just, just cause people will be listening. So you just say it. Okay. Well, I, I love phone calls. Uh, so my cell number is 416 464 three zero eight five okay. text or call um and and of course pinnacle uh, i guess if this is a a podcast people aren't seeing the pinnacle uh, sign behind me but uh, our website's uh it's p-i-n-n-a-c-l-e-w-e-a-l-t-h pinnaclewealth.ca all right well that's that's great good thank you yeah. so well, any thank last you. last words before we uh sign off 
Yes. I, I, again, I really, from the bottom of my heart, want to thank you very much for taking your time and inviting me on this podcast. Uh, one of my uh, drives in life is to plant the seed, just to have people know that there's alternative investment opportunities all around. And you're an excellent uh, uh, place to go get some other uh, ideas. Uh, and, and, you know, mine are slightly different and it's another great place to balance your portfolio. So I want to thank you for letting me speak to that, uh, to your audience about it tonight. All right. Well, that's great. And thank you, Steve. I'm sure you'll be getting some people contacting you. So until the next time, have a great day and week. Goodbye, Grandpa. Thank you. Goodbye. <laughs> thank you. So Danielle, wow. Steve really knows his stuff, doesn't he, when it comes to uh, alternative investing? Yes, and that's what I hear from uh, the people that I've recommended to him. They come back to me and they are blown away by, uh, by, the, the, by the, how personable he is, how, how much he cares, and, and, uh, and all the good things that he has to offer them that they would have never heard of if it wasn't for that connection and them sitting down with Steve. So, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's really worth um, at least considering because we, we know as real estate investors that um, things happen and you know, you, you have your real estate portfolio and maybe you're looking at other options, other, other things to do. And this is, a, this is a really good, good place to look, um, to go, go talk to Steve, whatever. And if it's not Steve, somebody else likes Steve, because it's, um, again, it's about rounding out your portfolio and making sure that you've got that sound foundation all the way around. So, um, Danielle, what, what was your main takeaway from what Steve said? My main takeaway is that there's a lot of options out there and, and uh, too many people sink with their blinders on, like they're looking only this way and Steve has a lot of other, uh, other options to offer. And, and here's, here, here's something really, 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 really important. You can call Steve, he gave you his phone number. You can go visit Pinnacle and get a hold of Steve. You can make an appointment, you can sit with Steve, you can discuss things, you can look at all the options and that does not cost one penny. You like it, you invest with Pinnacle. You don't like it, you say, thank you very much, Steve. At least now I know about it and you walk away. But Steve will do that with you and there's no charge for doing that. So there's no reason in my little head here why somebody would not want to listen to Steve and see what he has to say what if it's amazing for you? That's right. So it's, it's you know, you owe yourself, you owe it to yourself to, to well, discover the, the possibilities, yeah. right? Okay, folks. Well, we're coming to the end. So before we go, I just wanted to say that if you have a chance to go on to um, whatever platform you've used to find the, the, uh, the Right Club podcast to rate us, uh, the, more, the more you rate us, the better rating you give us, the more we're ranked in, in the various listings and more people can find us and we can share the, uh, share the knowledge because our goal is to help people uh, learn about real estate investing and all the options out there. So with that said, we hope you have a great day and stay tuned for the next uh, podcast. And Danielle, what do we tell people about the Right Club? We want them to come grow with us. That's it, folks. Come grow with us. See you next time. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Right Club podcast and joining our community of real estate investors online at therightclub.com, where the focus is about helping you grow. We look forward to seeing you again next week. Thanks from your hosts, Sarah Larby and Alfonso Salemi.